Who's that? It's the real estate deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Oh, hi. Come on in. Kevin Lawton, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Schiavonian Associates, is ready to help you navigate the real estate market. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, or investing, Kevin's your agent on the airwaves to help. He's your guide to buying and selling homes in the Mercer and Burlington County area. The real estate deal on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates. Let's go over to our agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton, with the real estate deal. Only on 1077 The Bronx. One zero seven seven The Bronx, one zero seven seven The Bronx.com. Live from the Clarny's Public House Studios, you're listening to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA, on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin underscore Lawton, that's L-A-W-T-O-N. Or you can email me at kevin.lawton at coldwellbanker.com. Uh, welcome back to the real estate deal. Uh, it's first new episode in two weeks. I've uh, been away for a little while and doing some other things. Um, so I'm back here with a fresh show uh, to talk to you guys. And I hope you enjoyed the encores. Um, and just as a reminder, we're encoring also new episodes on Fridays. So the episode that airs on Sunday at 10 a.m. also airs on Friday at 9 a.m. Uh, and that's through the end of the summer. And that's the same thing for all of the weekend programming on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 Uh So definitely check it out at both times, uh, whichever time is more convenient maybe for you. Uh, and of course, you can always listen to any episode ever of The Real Estate Deal um, on 1077thebronc.com. Just go to the real estate deal page and head to the audio archives and you will find them there. Uh, so our encores um, for the past two weeks, the encores were, uh, the first one was tax assessment versus market value. Uh, so the general idea of that episode is basically looking at, you know, how does a tax assessment on your property uh, compare to market value? So a lot of times people are confused um, and they see that a house is listed for say 225,000, um, but the tax assessed value is like 200,000, right? So a lot of times people take that as, oh, well the house is only worth 200,000. But the difference between tax assessed and market value um, for one is the square footage is above grade, right? So if you have like a finished basement or something like that, that doesn't really go into your tax assessed value but that can certainly improve your market value, right? Because people are looking for that extra living space and there's other factors as well. So it doesn't really, tax assessed doesn't really take into account any type of finishes or upgrades within the house itself. It's more of a structure uh, assessment. So it's the land assessment plus the structure assessment. Um, and if you have multiple structures as well, that can affect it. Um, but the market value is what can fluctuate more so tax assessment is based off of some of market value, um, but market value fluctuates more. Uh, and actually, if you're looking at a market value that's higher than the tax assessed value, 
that can actually be a good thing uh, because you're actually getting uh, more property, taxes would be less. So you wouldn't want the tax assessed value to match your market value because then your taxes would actually end up being more. And then there's always a chance for reassessment too. Uh, and when we talk about tax reassessment, uh, that really means that you're looking for the value of your property, your tax assessment to be reassessed. Um, but I do caution people on going after reassessment. You really need to do your research and make sure that you have support for what you think should be the reassessment uh, because it could always backfire on you. When they reassess, they're going to reassess and they're going to assess it at the value that they see. So what can happen is they reassess and then uh, all of a sudden the assessment is for more than it was. So then your taxes actually end up going up instead of going down. Um, so it is definitely a long process um, and it can be strenuous a bit to get it done, um, but it's important to see and you need to have um, all your information to back it up, right? So it's really important to do your research and do that. So you need to look at home values in the area and that's something that a real estate agent can help you with, right? So if you work with the real estate agent, uh, you could contact the person who you worked with that... Um, sold you your house or you could contact any real estate agent and I'm sure they would be happy to help you uh, look at different home values in your area um, and kind of give you an idea and kind of a guideline. Um, but I would definitely suggest working with one that's very familiar uh, with your area, uh, possibly even one that lives in your area uh, because they may have more insight into that town and how that township's uh, tax assessor works and how the government in that local area works as well. So they may know something different about what they're looking for, the reason that they assess things the way they do. So keep in mind that every every municipality or city or town has a uh, designated tax, tax assessor, right? So it's important to understand how that person operates and how things work uh, if you're going to go that route. Um, so I thought that was a good episode to Encore, um, just as a refresher, because tax assessment versus market value is not something that ever, um, that ever is not true, right? So there's always going to be somewhat of a disparity between the two. Um, and with market value, that's because there's more factors going into that, um, such as, like I said, a finished basement is an example, or uh, upgraded finishes in the property. Um, that can add to it as well. Uh, so the second episode that we encored was the Home Seeker versus the Smart Start program. Uh, so the reason that we encored that uh, is because our friend, uh, underwriter of the show, Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. Um, so we had him on the show uh, previously and to talk about this Home Seeker program. Um, and just as a refresher, the Home Seeker program is a down payment assistance program which if you qualify for, and Mercer and Burlington counties are both uh, qualifying counties, um, and the income is, the income level uh, is pretty flexible. It's pretty large, actually, uh, the window to be able to qualify for this. Um, but basically, if you qualify, and you need to be a first-time homebuyer, unless you're a veteran, um, all veterans qualify. Basically, what happens is you get $10,000 towards your down payment, in a forgivable loan. So it ends up being, technically it ends up being a second mortgage on the property, but there's no interest, there's no required payments on that mortgage. And all you have to do is 
live in the house for five years. So if you end up living in the house for five years and after five years, the $10,000 is forgivable and basically it's, it's yours, the 10,000, right? So what's well, not, well, after five years, you wouldn't have the 10,000 because it went into the house. Um, but uh, the reason we encored that is because Brad reached out to me and we were talking, uh, just catching up a little bit. Um, and I know when we had the show, so the program I think is supposed to run until 2020. And the last time they ran it, uh, it only lasted, I think Brad said like about nine months. Uh, so he was expecting it this time to run out by the end of this summer. Uh, so he did let me know that there is still availability for the home secret program. Uh, so I did want to put that out there and remind people about that um, because it's definitely, especially for first time home buyers, it's pretty much an amazing program uh, because, you know, with first time home buyers, the biggest issue is typically uh, getting that down payment together, right? So it's not usually an issue making the monthly payment. It's an issue getting the down payment together and at least a reasonable down payment uh, so that your mortgage payment doesn't go up too much with mortgage insurance. So the Home Secret program is definitely a great opportunity to do that. Um, so if you have any feeling that you wanna buy a house, you wanna buy your first house, you wanna be a first time home buyer, um, you should definitely check it out. Um, it doesn't hurt to check it out. Uh, so you could contact me uh, and I could get you in touch with Brad and uh, Brad could definitely tell you what it's all about and also see if you qualify and tell you how it'll work out um, with your mortgage as well. Um, so you can contact me at kevin.lawton at coldwellbanker.com. Send me an email and then I will link you up uh, with Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. Uh, and we can see if you're qualified and you could do your mortgage and I could find your house. Um, so that's how we work together kind of as a team. Uh, so speaking of working together as a team, uh, so I mentioned that I was away uh, for a little bit. So I actually went to Canada. Uh, I went with my roommate from Ryder here, actually. Uh, and he was actually on the show previously as a guest. Um, you guys might remember Brian Guzman. He was on representing Martin Insurance Group. So he was talking to us about home insurance and renter's insurance and how do uh, insurance companies assess um, and how do they come up with the idea of, you know, what you should be paying and what your house is worth, how much they can insure your property for. Um, it's definitely an interesting show. Um, if you're not quite sure how home insurance works, so for first-time homebuyers, I'm sure it's definitely interesting and uh, informative and educational. Uh, so you can definitely check it out on 1077thebronc.com um, on the Real Estate Deal page and under the audio archives. Um, but back to my point about teams. So so that's the great thing about um, that I like working um, in real estate uh, with Coldwell Banker, Shivoni Associates. So not only... You know, as my father, who was also a guest on the show previously, uh, also a real estate agent, and we kind of work together as a team, but the office as a whole kind of works together as a team. Uh, when somebody needs help, um, they're there to fill in. So, you know, it's easy for us to have that kind of flexibility. Um, so it's definitely something I think that's important, you know, whether you decide to use me as your real estate agent or you're looking for another real estate agent, you know, it's important to see that they have some type of level of support because uh, sometimes, you know, I hear complaints that they lose communication over time with the agent because the agent's too stretched thin or maybe the agent has too many clients or they don't have any kind of support or team to help them out. So it's definitely something um, that I value, obviously, because it gives me 
a little more flexibility with my time. Um, but it's definitely something that you as a consumer should look for when you're shopping for an agent to help you um, with your real estate transaction as well. Uh, so we're going to head into our first commercial break of the day. Uh, we're going to hear from our underwriters, Coral Bankers, Shivoni Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. Then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times, because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton, and the real estate deal. One zero seven seven The Bronx, one zero seven seven thebronc dot com, live from the Connie's Public House Studios. Welcome back to the Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. As always, you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook dot com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA. Uh, you can check out my stories and pictures on Instagram at Kevin underscore Lawton. That's L-A-W-T-O-N. Uh, and if you have any real estate questions or things that you'd like to hear about on the show, feel free to email me at kevin.lawton at codewellbanker.com. Uh, I'm happy to be answering your questions about real estate uh, directly, and I'd be happy to also talk about them on the show um, because I'm sure if you have the question, I'm sure some other people out there do as well. Um, so, you know, like I've said in the past many times, uh, the show is all about educating the consumer uh, in the real estate transaction. So it's all about helping you to become more prepared um, and understand more of the terms and what's going on in different types of real estate transactions um, so that you're more educated and better prepared. So I think that's important because a lot of people, well, the majority of people, they probably only do a couple real estate transactions in their life. And typically, you know, they're several years apart. So things change over time uh, and you don't really remember necessarily something that you do only once every couple of years, not even maybe, you know, once every 10, 15 years. You know, most people, they stay in their properties, you know, like a minimum of seven years or more. So, uh, so I think it's very important to, you know, continue to educate people. Um, and that's really kind of how I look at my business as more of like uh, educational business and then, you know, actually making the deals happen is part of it as well, but it's important to make sure everybody's educated uh, throughout the process as well, um, because it is definitely a huge transaction. And, you know, for many people, it's the biggest purchase that they'll ever make in their life. Um, so it is very, very important to understand. And, you know, I think from a consumer standpoint as well, it's very important to try and educate yourself. And, you know, you shouldn't be, when we talked in the last segment at the end about, when you're looking for a real estate agent, you know, you shouldn't be hesitant to ask questions or question, you know, why a certain something is happening or why is something that way or why is something written that way in a contract or something like that. So, you know, it's very important to have a real estate agent that's open to that um, and isn't kind of dismissive of you uh, in asking those types of questions and questioning everything. Um, I think that's really important. So, you know, and there's some agents out there that they will kind of be that way. Um, and I don't think that's the right approach um, for this business. So I think it's very, very important to make sure that your client and the consumer in general is just educated. So 
that they can be prepared for this big transaction and every step along the way. So it's important to understand the steps before they come. Uh, so that's really why I started the show. And that's really why I got into kind of the show and doing some other blogging and stuff on educational topics about real estate. Um, so I think it's, I think it's very, very important. So I'm happy, uh, that I can be here for you guys and I'm happy you guys join me, uh, every week, maybe I hope, uh, and so, you know, I hope you share with your friends too, as well as they, um, are looking to buy or sell their property. Um, there's always something I think that, uh, someone can learn from the show. Um, and there's always something that I could probably learn too, as well as I do research for the show on, uh, different topics. Um, so with that being said, um, so, you know, part of the educational thing we've been doing is we've kind of been following, uh, my investor client throughout, um, her process into her first investment. So, uh, just as a recap kind of through the whole process, uh, I know it's been like two weeks since, uh, we've talked about this. Um, but basically a new client of mine, um, as of, I guess, March, April timeframe, uh, we started together. So basically she, she owns a home already, um, but she's looking to make her first investment. Uh, and she decided to invest, um, into a rental property. So she's looking to, so the property isn't an existing rental property. Uh, it was an owned property, uh, except it was a short sale. So she's looking to buy, um, residence and she's looking to make it into a rental property for income generating property for her. So she decided on Bordentown. Um, we talked previously, you know, Bordentown is a great place to do something like that because there is such high demand for rentals. Um, and because of the high demand, um, just like we talked about inventory shortages and prices going up, um, the same thing happens for rentals, right? So, you know, if there's little supply, high demand, um, the rental price goes up. Um, so, you know, so easily, you know, board in town for like a two, three bedroom. I mean, you're easily looking at 12, 13, maybe $1,400 a month, um, which is definitely a decent, uh, monthly rental price, especially, and it's nice for investors. Um, it definitely leaves room, um, to be able to net some, uh, cash flow every month, uh, positive cash flow that it is. So. You know, so she decided on a property, um, and this property is a short sale. So we've kind of been going through the process of that. Um, and where we're at is kind of like in a holding pattern a bit. Um, so we had an agreement with the seller on the price. Uh, the bank then didn't agree with the price, so we changed the price a little bit. Um, but the bank has been kind of going through the approval process since... I think it's been like the last week of June now. So we're almost into like a month and a half of this going on. Um, so like I said previously, that's one of the things that you need to prepare for uh, when you're looking at a property that's either bank owned, short sale, foreclosure, um, whatever it may be, anything that's out of the order, out of um, the ordinary or out of like the conventional real estate transaction. Um, and the reason for that is because the bank, they drag their feet, uh, basically, right? So, you know, a lot of times, you know, we look at real estate agents, they're working all the time, day and night, uh, on the weekends, you know, they're flexible with their hours because most of the time their services are needed when other people are at their normal work hours. But if you look at like a bank, 
Um, banks only really work Monday through Friday, like nine to five. That's it. So they have little time to process all these bank owned properties that they have. Um, and because of, you know, foreclosure numbers have been so high in the past, uh, years, um, there's a lot to work through. So what happens is basically the bank is, you know, they hold the power, um, because it is up to them, uh, ultimately what the transaction will end up being. Uh, so right now we're waiting for approval from them. Um, so they already upped the price and we came back at them and we agreed on something. Um, but then once you agree, then that starts the approval process all over again. So that's what we've been going through. And a lot of times the bank can get a little crazy and they can come back, ask for something different, ask for a different terms, something more. Um, I think I used the example of one time I was working with a couple and they were just looking to buy a house for them. Um, and they went after, um, a foreclosure, right. And everything was in agreement. And then a month and a half later, the bank decides, oh, like, you know what? We're going to actually put the house up for auction instead. And the buyer is like, wait, what? Like, what about our offer? And they're like, they're like, oh, well you can make the same offer like in the auction. So we're like, no, 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 no. Like that's it. Like we're done. Like we're not going through this. We just waited like a month and a half. We thought we had the property. Um, and it all kind of fell apart, but in, and you know, at that point, like it was actually the listing agent that, uh, didn't share that bit of information like a couple of weeks earlier. Um, so we kind of missed that whole thing and the terms and all of that. So it ended up not working out too well, but that kind of thing can happen. And there's not much that you can do about it. Um, because the bank is so protected by the agreements that they put out and, um, you know, the, um, stipulations with short sales and the like is that, you know, the bank really is the ultimate decider of what's going to happen with the transaction. So you're really kind of at the mercy of the bank. Um, so right now we are still holding and still waiting on the bank. Um, the latest this week actually is that. Um, now the bank is saying that, um, myself and the listing agent, we have to cut our commission, uh, to make the deal happen, which is not uncommon. Um, it's something that can happen definitely, um, in any type of real estate transaction is actually can work out, um, very well. And if you have a very, very good agent, um, they will do something like that. Uh, sometimes if there's a discrepancy, you know, between the buyer and seller, and it's just like a between a couple dollars of, uh, making the deal continue to happen. Uh, sometimes the agents still kick in, um, to make sure the deal happens because, which is a good thing. Um, and you have to remember too, you know, the agent only gets paid if the house sells. So even if they have to take a little bit of a cut, they still want to get paid at the end. So, uh, so a good agent, you know, will do what they have to do to make the deal happen. Um, of course it hurts to take uh, money out of your pocket when you shouldn't necessarily have to. Um, but it is something that happens. So that just happened this week. The bank, they asked to reduce the commission. Uh, we both agreed because we both want to get the deal done. Um, so hopefully, you know, in the coming week or so, we actually end up with the closing date uh, and then we'll be able to move on from there. Um, and I'll definitely give you guys an update on what happens next, um, next week. Um, so now we're going to go into our second break here from our underwriters again, Coldwell Banker, Shivoni and Associates and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. 
And then we'll be back with more real estate deal only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 TheBronc.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and the real estate deal. The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com, live from the Clarny's Public House Studios. Welcome back to The Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me, as always, on Facebook at facebook.com slash CBSA. Uh, there you'll find more information about today's show and previous shows. Um, you also find information about new listings as well as uh, what's going on in the real estate world. Um, and also stuff that's happening around in the uh, Burlington Mercer County area um, that involves real estate as well. Uh, so head over to the page, check it out. Um, and if you like what you see, give it a like and follow along. Uh, so welcome back to the show. Uh, so we were just talking in the last segment about the investor update. Um, so we kind of left off um, talking about where we're currently at. Uh, I kind of touched on really briefly um, about how myself and the listing agent uh, had to agree to reduce our commission on the property. Um, so I wanted to go a little more into detail about that and how that works uh for those that might not be so familiar um with commissions in general and also with how how does it work for us to reduce our commission right so so real estate commission uh, if you're not familiar uh real estate agents typically uh they only get paid on commission right so it's a sales job um, and it's pretty much straight up commission there's rarely ever situation there are some like newer brokerages and real estate companies out there that work on like a salary instead um, but they're kind of like new models but pretty much the classic real estate model is like 100% commission uh, is the pay for the job all right so so it definitely is a difficult job Um, you know that's why a lot of people don't last for a long time in real estate because you have to uh, really be able to get out there and get uh, clients and be able to make deals happen uh, to get paid. So basically the commission ends up being a percentage of the sale price of the property. So for example, if the uh, sale price is a hundred thousand, um, then the percentage of your commission is a percentage of that hundred thousand. So in general, the average industry average is between like five and six percent commission so it used to be pretty much everything was six percent um but over time and kind of the effects of possibly like um the zillows and the internet and stuff like that where a lot of people think that uh they can sell their house on their own because they want to save on the commission um it's sometimes it's end up being in between five and six percent so a lot of people they want to pay less commission uh which i understand but at the same time uh when you end up paying less commission it can hurt you um you know for me i wouldn't act any differently uh, because i'm more concerned about the client Um, but for some agents they will not put as much into 
selling the property if the commission is less, right? So if they have a 6%, they may put more effort into that. Um, the other thing to think about too is that, you know, not only is the commission uh, just paying the agent, um, you know, a living payment uh, to get through life or I don't know, however you want to describe that. I think I described that a little weird, but uh, it's also reimbursement uh, for the expenses that they put out um, to market your property and sell your property, right? So when you go to a list of property and you pay for those professional photographs for that property or you get a video tour of that property, uh, you pay for snacks or refreshments for an open house, the time that you invest, um, you know, that's all coming out of pocket. Like they haven't been paid to do that ahead of time. So that comes out of the commission as well. So that's something to think about as well. So the more commission you pay, then the more you should expect from the agent, the more the agent should be able to put out, right? Um, especially from a marketing standpoint. So uh, so the commission itself, so if it's 6% and $100,000 is the sale price, then um, the commission ends up being $6,000 payout. So the one thing to know is that the seller is the one who pays the commission, the full commission for both agents, the buyer and the seller's agent. Um, the buyer should not be paying any type of commission. Uh, if a real estate agent tries to get you to pay a commission and you're um, a buyer, uh, then you should definitely be cautious and be leery uh, because you really shouldn't be doing that. The only, the only case where that could be true is if you're looking at a for sale by owner property and the for sale by owner owner seller doesn't uh, want to entertain any real estate agents and doesn't want to uh, pay them anything, uh, then the agent may ask for you to uh, pay them uh, or else you know they may say that you're kind of on your own navigating the deal. Uh, which I think is understandable because then you'd essentially be asking them to work for free. Um, so the seller should be paying the commission. So, you know, if they ever ask you as a buyer, um, then you should definitely question that and ask why that is um, and tell them that you heard that on the real estate deal. So, uh, so the commission then gets paid out by the seller. Um, but then what you may not know is that the commission then gets split. So if it's a $6,000 commission in total, then in the agreement, there's also a split for both the buyer side agent and the seller side agent, right? So typically it's like a 50-50 split. Sometimes some brokerages, they'll take out like $150, $250. Um, also on the seller side for document processing or you know something along those lines or like technology fee or something. So uh, so pretty much ends up being 50-50 split. So like 3,000 would go to the buyer's broker and then 3,000 would go to the seller's broker. So this is so this is actually, so this is a good piece of information if you're thinking about being a real estate agent um, or just if you're just curious how payment works in general. So the thing to know is that when the commission gets paid, gets paid to the broker, right? So the agent is an agent of the broker and the agent is a, basically a representative of the broker. So when the agent is out there 
representing a buyer or seller, they're representing that buyer or seller on behalf of the brokerage, right? So the brokerage is really the one that has that client and has either that listing or that buyer. And the agent is just representing them on their behalf. So the payment doesn't go directly to the agent. The payment goes to the broker. So now the broker then takes a cut of the payment and that cut of the payment depends on what agreement the agent and the broker have. So, and that can vary uh, widely. So it really depends on the brokerage. Uh, either, you know, a lot of times um, in the beginning when agents are starting out, it's like a 50-50 split. Um, and depending where you are, some brokerages they'll take out for like a desk fee or some type of technology fee. It depends on the structure and depends on the setup. Um, I know for me, I like, um, I think that my broker, Dave, like he's very flexible, um, and he has a very, um, generous split. Um, and that's one of the reasons I like working for him so much, um, because I think it's fair. Um, and I don't think that it's unjust or anything like that, that they take a cut, um, because they do, you know, they do provide a lot. They provide, uh, an office for you to be in and they may provide training for you. Um, they may provide different resources and, you know, they'll do overall office, um, or brokerage marketing, um, which helps you too, right? Because it's brand awareness to get out there. Um, and you know, if the brokerage has a good brand awareness and then you say that, oh, I'm with this brokerage, then, you know, somebody says, oh, I see that brokerage all over the place. Like, you know, they must be good. So you should be good too. Right. So it is valuable to have their brokerage. Um, and you know, I definitely have no issue at all giving a cut, um, to Dave and giving a cut to Cold War Bankers, Shimoni Associates doesn't bother me at all. Um, so I think it's a good thing. So back to, I guess what's happening in terms of the agents kind of kicking in a portion of their commission. So a lot of times deals can come down to, um, you know, say like a thousand dollars, between the buyer and the seller. Um, and it can get into like a headbutting match and basically the seller is like, well, I'm not gonna put in another thousand. And the buyer is like, well, I'm not gonna pay another thousand. So what it comes down to, uh, sometimes agents may say, hey, like I'll kick in 500 of my commission if you kick in 500 of your commission to make up the thousand dollar difference to make the deal continue to happen. And that's, uh, in my opinion, it's a smart thing um, because, you know, for an agent, if the deal falls apart, then the agent doesn't get paid. And so then it's back to kind of like square one. Um, and it's also, you know, it's, you're supposed to be working on the best, um, interest of your client, right? So in the best interest of your client, the client wants the deal to happen. So you need to work to try and get that deal to happen. So, you know, I wouldn't, so saying that is kind of like, um, I don't know, I know a lot of agents say like they don't want to put that out there um, because clients will take advantage of it. Um, but I would say, you know, the one thing to keep in mind as a consumer is don't take, don't take advantage of it and don't expect that, right? Because in some cases it's, it's kind of unreasonable to be able to do that and put that out there. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to throw in $3,000 to make a deal happen, right? We're talking small stuff, small difference, uh, small and usually unexpected difference, right? Just to make it happen. 
So that's kind of commissions in like a nutshell, I guess. And if you have any questions, you can email me too, kevin.line at coldwellbanker.com. Uh, we're going to head into our last break of the day. We're going to hear from our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone and & Associates, and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. Then we'll be back with more real estate deal, only on 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 TheBronx.com. There's no place like home. Toto, we're home. So click your heels three times because we're back to learn how to buy one with our agent on the airways, Kevin Lawton and the real estate deal. One zero seven seven The Bronx. One zero seven seven The Bronx. dot com. Live from the Clarney's Public House Studios. You're listening to the Real Estate Deal. I'm your host and agent on the airwaves, Kevin Lawton of Coto Banker, Schiavone and Associates, located in Yardville, New Jersey, servicing both Mercer and Burlington counties. You can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Kevin Lawton CBSA, on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin underscore Lawton, that's L-A-W-T-O-N, or you can email me with any questions or thoughts about the show, uh, topics that you'd like to hear on the show at kevin.lawton at coldwellbanker.com. Uh, so welcome back. We are in the last segment of today's show. Um, so we've been talking a little bit about um, my investor client, uh, her update and what's going on with her. Uh, and then we just kind of dove into commissions a little bit and how they work. Um, so, you know, to close out the commission um, topic, basically, you know, I wouldn't go from a consumer standpoint, I wouldn't go into a transaction expecting an agent to give up commission, right? So that's kind of like a last um, desperation type of thing. You know, I would, we're in, actually today we're kind of talking about looking for real estate agents um, a lot, a little bit. So, um, you know, when you are looking for a real estate agent, I would say, you know, try and feel out, do they have some kind of flexibility like that, right? Are they about, you know, are they about, making a deal happen or are they about, you know, maximizing their payout, right? So if they're about maximizing their payout, then I would tell you that most likely they're not always going to act in your best interest, right? So when you look at that, sometimes you can see agents that will, so like we said before, some properties are 5% commission, some are six, some are five and a half. Uh, I've even seen some that are Four and a half, which I, I'll tell you right now, if you're looking for me to list your house and do a four and a half percent commission, uh, I'm not going to do it uh, because it's just the payout is just not going to get you what you need in order to market your property correctly and the right tools to make things happen uh, because it's all going to be budgeted down much smaller. Um, so you know, when you're looking at agents and if you're looking for one that's just trying to get the most, uh, payout for them, uh, they're not going to be working in your best interest. Right. So some of the, the agents out there, like they will try to show you properties that have a 6% commission versus a 5% commission because they're going to get paid more on it in the end. Uh, or they may, try and not get the price down as low as maybe they could uh, because the lower the price gets when they negotiate uh, then the less commission they're going to get right so it's very important to try and find someone who's more about making the deal happen because in the end that's really 
that's really what matters to you as a consumer because if a deal doesn't happen then either you're stuck with a house that's you haven't sold or you're stuck not finding a property um that you want which is kind of the ultimate goal right of uh buying a house is to actually buy the house so very very important to look for that um and it's definitely important to not expect that kind of commission cut on every deal um that's not something that really should be brought to the table um until like it's in desperation to keep the deal alive um so a lot of times when i've seen it happen it really ends up happening maybe like the week before the week of closing because something happens and you know there's a disagreement and something ends up calculating to be more than expected um, and somehow somebody whether it's the buyer the seller or both they need to come up to cover the difference um, and in some cases honestly like because of the situation um, both parties may not be able to afford to cover the difference so at that point it's kind of like you know let's do something let's make something happen let's keep this deal alive let's get these people to the end of their transaction like they want to be and get them the results um, that they wanted so it's very very important to you know not think that that is the only option um, but it's important to find an agent that can be flexible that's going to want to do things like that in your best interest to get the deal done instead of um, dragging out the deal and trying to get the most benefit for themselves instead of, you know, getting the benefit for you, the client. Um, so that's kind of the talk about commissions. Um, so I did want to jump into and talk a little bit about uh, credit. Um, I saw an interesting article um, that talks about credit and what type of impact it has on mortgages and, you know, more, um, uh, loans in general. So basically, you know, to get a mortgage, um, there's all different types of mortgage products, right? And some mortgage products, um, you can have the low credit score, um, to qualify, but what's interesting is that, you know, how does that credit score, your credit score affect uh your mortgage in general right so this article kind of talked about you know fair credit uh versus very good credit and how does that impact your mortgage so when we talk about fair credit we're talking about credit scores between 580 and 669 and then we talk about very good credit we're talking between 740 and 799 right so so it talks about, you know, what are the benefits of trying to raise your credit score, right? So you may say, well, you know, my credit score is fair. Uh, I can still qualify for a mortgage. So, you know, what do I care? Let's do it. Why would I take the time to increase my credit score? I'm ready to buy right now. So when we look at that um, and basically lending tree, um, is the one that researched this and did some um, analysis on this to look at it. Um, so basically, when you do do that, uh, you when you increase your credit score from the fair uh, level to very good level, um, it can save you a lot on your mortgage, right? So by raising it, um, the study shows that you could actually save 
like $29,000 in mortgage costs over time, right? So what that works out to be is that you actually would end up having a monthly mortgage payment um, that is would be on average like $81 less than someone with a fair credit score, uh, which if you think about in the long run over time, right, we're talking 30 years uh, with your mortgage. Typical mortgage is 30 years, maybe 20, uh, but typical is 30. So $81 every month for 30 years, that's a big time saving. Right, so the other thing that they took into account and to think about is that, you know, if you free up that $81 a month and end up with less, now you could do more with that $81 that you have, right? So you can invest it, uh, you could use it to pay down the debt faster, right? Because if you free that up, then that $81 you can pay on principal only instead of, you know, lumping that in and having to split it against principal and interest. Um, so, and it could also help you, um, save money to, for a future loan as well. So at the next time you go to buy a house, uh, or you need a loan for something else, then you have an extra $81 a month, um, that you could save, uh, to increase your down payment and help you, uh, not take on as much more debt. So very important to consider that and to look at that. Um, it's definitely something that's like, should be top of mind. Um, when you're starting to think about buying a house, right? It shouldn't be like, uh, okay, I'm ready to buy a house. Uh, and then let's find out what my credit score is and what I qualify for, because you can't really increase your credit score overnight. Uh, so it takes time. Uh, and there's people out there that can help you. Um, I know that <clears throat> I forget the name off the top of my head. Uh, but I know that Brad Zerby, uh, gateway mortgage group, he has a guy, um, that's a credit counselor, uh, that he works with. Um, and I think that that's definitely something that's beneficial um, if you do have some credit issues. Um, you know, if you have some credit issues, then I'm sure at some point you had some debt issues um, or something uh, for whatever reason. So the credit counselor, they can help you to not only increase your credit score, um, but they can also help to teach you and kind of coach you on better financial habits um, and how to handle debt in a better way. So actually there are some like first time home buyer programs out there um, with banks and stuff. I know I've seen them in the past where to actually get the benefit of the program, you it's mandatory to put in a certain number of hours with like a, I think they call them like a financial literacy course um, but basically it's like a credit counselor, um, and they come and they talk to you about how to manage your money and come up with your budget to make sure that the mortgage that you're going to get, you can afford on a monthly basis, uh, make sure you're going to make your payments and they teach you all those kinds of things and how to handle it. Um, and really, even if you're not going to buy a house, I think that that's a good thing to attend and go through, um, just to understand those things, because in the future you're most likely you're probably going to make some type of big purchase and you're going to need a loan. Um, so it's important to understand what goes into that credit score uh, and how to help your credit score uh, increase, but not only increase and then stay there in the very good range. Um, so definitely something that's very important. And, you know, without a credit score, uh, you really can't get a loan. So it's really important if you're considering buying a house. Uh, to check that out. Um, and if you ever 
have any questions about that, um, then I can put you in touch with Brad Zerby and he can put you in touch with uh, the credit counselor guy. Uh, so that's been this week's show. Uh, thanks for joining me and I hope that uh, you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something and I will see you next week on Sunday at 10 a.m. Thank you to our underwriters, Coldwell Banker, Schiavone Associates and Brad Zerby of Gateway Mortgage Group. This has been The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. That was this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal with Kevin Lawton on 1077 The Bronx. Your agent on the airwaves may be done for now, but you can catch this show and more on 1077thebronc.com under the Real Estate Deal tab. Kevin is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. talking about everything you need to know about the real estate market. The Real Estate Deal is underwritten by Brad Zerby and MLS number 161236 at Gateway Mortgage Group. Mortgage plus technology makes your path to happiness of owning a home easy. And by Kevin Lawton, real estate agent with Coldwell Banker, Schiavone, and Associates. If you had a question about buying, selling, renting, or investing in a home, you can like Kevin Lawton on Facebook and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Kevin underscore Lawton. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Real Estate Deal, only on 1077 The Bronx.